And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, April 19th edition. We've got an 11-game slate for you on tap on DraftKings. Ten games on FanDuel because one of the DraftKings game is game two of the Washington Nationals doubleheader going up against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So keep that in mind. Lineups might be some discounts because some guys aren't playing back-to-back games, all kinds of fun stuff there. But otherwise, 10 game ones around the diamond. Again, FanDuel 10 games, 11 games on DraftKings. If you have any questions, I'll be on Twitter at BDNTrick or hit me up in the Fancy Degens Discord. There's lots of guys chatting up in there as always. It's free, so just let me know. We'll get you going in that direction. If you can give the podcast a rate and review on iTunes, that would mean a ton as well. And then go to the YouTube, the Fantasy Degens YouTube channel. You can watch this podcast, Bench with Bubba, and the, and the always pressing PGA DFS podcast. So sup- subscribe over there. At Fantasy Degens on the YouTube channel. Give the old thumbs up and the good stuff there as well as I truly would appreciate it. But all right, again, 11 games coming up for you on a Tuesday. Let's talk totals real quick in this one. Jays, Red Sox, total of nine. Pirates, Brewers, seven and a half. Rays, Cubs, going to wait on that because of weather like usual. Twins, Royals, eight. Angels, Astros, eight and a half. Phillies, Rockies, 11. Rangers, Mariners, seven and a half. Reds, Padres, seven and a half. Braves, Dodgers, eight. And still waiting on a couple more, like game two of a doubleheader and stuff like that. So that's the way it usually goes in these games. Well, let's get to the pitching on this slate. You got three guys over ten thousand dollars. You got Walker Bueller at ten seven at home against the Atlanta Braves. Corbin Burns ten five at home against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And Framber Valdez ten two at home against Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. It should be the chalk play, but give me Corbin Burns all day in this one. We saw him scuffle his first time out the gate this season, but then he really bounced back with seven shutout innings at Baltimore with eight strikeouts. Nice bounce back after that rough go in Chicago with, you know, cold weather and whatnot. So we saw the real Corbin Burns show up for us in his last outing against Baltimore. Now you get the Pittsburgh Pirates team that we love to attack. We know they don't usually strike out a ton, but on the season so far, they're striking out over 25% of the time. We're trying to pitching in 265 with the 121 ISO. So Corbin Burns with the bullet at 10-5 is who I'd be looking to target if you're paying up. I'm going to – I wouldn't mind a little Atlanta contrarian action versus Walker Buehler's velocities have been down. It's made him hittable at times. He's having to be much more of a pitcher than a thrower. You know, five and two-thirds, two earned, five innings, two earned, uh, 4Ks, 5Ks. He hasn't been dominated enough to earn that uh, price tag. Can you do it? Sure. But at this point, I'll take Corbin Burns at 10-5, take some savings in this one. Uh, sliding on down, though – there's it's tough like Robbie Ray has been rough it's a great matchup versus Texas if you think Robbie Ray can bounce back at 9,800 bucks it's phenomenal I'm not sure I'm going there if you're making a ton of lineups I would for sure but like Seattle uh, facing Texas Texas strikes out less than 17 percent of the timers lefties this, this season hitting 308 with a 264 ISO Ray's walks have been up and his velocity has been down so far this season could that change his first two starts were in horrific weather horrific weather so that could definitely change but for me, I'm not going to take the chance on Robbie Ray. Not on this slate. I don't think I need to. On an 11-game slate, there's enough um, variance in ownership that you can make some stuff happen. So I'm not looking to play Robbie Ray. Again, I'd pay up for Corbin Burns, or I'd, and I'm skipping Evaldi versus Toronto and skipping Max Fried versus the Dodgers. And I'm going to Joe Musgrove, who is insanely mispriced on drafting. He's 86 hundo. On Fandle, he's 11,000, the most expensive pitcher on the slate. And that's makes more sense. Like, he shouldn't be the most expensive pitcher, but he should not be 8,600 on DK. We're talking Joe Musgrove here, who I wrote up in the um, Rotoballer free DFS picks for Tuesday. He's thrown six innings or more in each start, two total runs over that stretch, and 14 total strikeouts, zero walks. He has a 31.1% K to walk rate so far this season. 
He's limiting limiting hard contact. He has just been absolutely outstanding to start the season. And now he gets a Cincinnati Reds team and striking out over 27% of the time versus right-handed pitching, 181 average against, 109 ice over righties. Joe Musgrove with a bullet, folks. He's our Frankie Montas of the night. Frankie Montas did not disappoint. I guess he did if he only had 5Ks, but he still pitched outstanding. So um, I'm going right back to the discount here of Musgrove. Like a Musgrove-Burns combo should be chalky, and rightfully so, and I have zero problem paying a Musgrove-Burns combo. I'll get different with the bats if I have to, but that is a phenomenal start to building your lineup. Now, if you want some savings, there's some fun savings on this slate. There's Kyle Gibson at 6600 bucks in Coors Field. We saw Aaron Nola and Chad Cool duel it out on Monday night. Uh, you know, Gibson, seven shutout, 10Ks against the A's on the opener. Last time out, four and two-thirds, four earned only six, but six Ks. Still got the strikeouts against Miami. Got up to 91 pitches his last outing, too. It's something that I really like to see in that scenario. And now going into Coors, where most will fade him because it is Coors, and I get it. Kyle Gibson can be horrific at times it can be very good at times that's just the kyle gibson bubble we're in uh colorado striking out almost 23 percent of the time versus righties heading into monday's action they are hitting 270 the 204 iso so that's a beautiful thing but you're getting a discount on kyle gibson at 6600 bucks and i think that makes him tournament viable you got cole Irvin at 63 in tournaments as well not a big strikeout guy potentially with urban urban but uh, you are facing baltimore we've talked about it time and time again on the season, Baltimore striking out 33% of the time. First left-handed pitching hitting 215 with a 0.077 ISO. So they've been horrific versus left-handed pitching. And you're getting Cole Irvin at 6,300. Like Baltimore could have like their their best game against lefties this season. And Cole Irvin can still throw five or six innings, go three to four runs and strike out six at 6,300. And you're going to be sitting pretty in this scenario. So I'm a fan of some Cole Irvin at 6,300. So there's a lot of good pitchers on this slate, but there's some like, interesting matchups, and I'm just going to keep it simple while we're still trying to figure out all this pitching right now. I'm going Burns, I'm going Musgrove, and I'm taking savings with Gibson and Cole Irvin. Like, there's going to be arguments for a lot of other guys, and maybe some lineups come out that really change our mind on things. That's what the, the Discord channel's for, really kind of crunch things. It's the first the podcast the night before. And night before, I'm trying to narrow down the pitcher's pool. I did it on the last couple of nights. It worked out really well tonight. Manaya, Montas, and McClanahan. All pitched pretty damn good. And, you know, they were popular. They were popular. They were much more popular since three games got rained out on Monday. But nothing I can do about that. And then you just differentiate with the bats. The bats weren't as great as we wanted them to be. But uh, we nailed the pitching. That's something we haven't been able to do because the pitching is such a mess lately. So let's keep nailing the pitching. The bats will come around and we'll have some fun. Speaking of the bats on this slate, catcher's position for you. You got Salvia, Minnesota, Kansas, Kansas City stack. Big fan of this scenario. We got to see what the weather looks like tomorrow. It might be freezing ass cold or something to really screw things up. But Minnesota, Kansas City, you have Archer versus Carlos Hernandez, two massive pitch to contact guys. Two guys that probably won't go deep into this ball game, which means some sketchy early bullpen usage. Um, this is a good spot here. Salvia 57 is interesting if you want to pay up. If not, you got Wilson Contreras at 5K versus the lefty Fleming. That's a sneaky play because people will likely play up for. Perez or JTR, and JTR is a great spot too. They'll probably pit for one of those two instead of Wilson Contreras, and you can sneak Contreras in there. The other guy you can sneak in there is Sean Murphy, who had another double tonight. I think he put up another double-digit night. He's 4800 bucks, and most will not pay for him in this scenario. So you can definitely kind of slide him in there and get a nice little super low ownership with Sean Murphy against Ellis of Baltimore, who should get hit around as well. If you're looking to save, though, Will Smith versus Max Fried at 41 is a good contrarian play. Same with Mitch Garver at 4,000 versus Ray. 
Both Smith and Garver love to spank some left-handed pitching, and Freed and Ray have been known to give up the long ball from time to time. So good tournament plays with each one of them, um, but cheaper options for you. Um, as you slide in, like Omar Narvaez at 33 is a great cheap uh, catcher option against Brubaker. Milwaukee is one of my favorite stacks this evening, so keep an eye on that. If Steven votes somehow cracks line, if he's only 32 versus Ellis, I wouldn't run to play that, but if you feel like stacking up Oakland, it's a cheap cheap catcher's option. I'd, I'd still rather have Sean Murphy, but that's a $1,600 difference, so something to definitely keep in mind. Uh, Gary Sanchez at 26 is outstanding when it comes to tournament value. Um, he went 0 for 4, or no, he went 0 for 4 the stolen base on Monday which is hilarious for Gary Sanchez that that uh, previously before today's game, he hit safely in three or five ball games. Uh, he's not crushing, crushing baseballs, but he's being productive at 2,600 bucks. I think there's a lot of upside against Carlos Hernandez and some of that uh, Royals bullpen action in a tournament. Uh, good, good price point for Mr. Gary Sanchez. Uh, first base position on this slate. You know, the, you know the drill folks, Toronto, feel free to stack them whenever you want. Uh, but like Reese's pieces at 55, if you're going up against Freeland, um, Freddie Freeman went deep uh, against Huascar Yanoa on Monday night, but I'd rather go to Josh Bell at 48 against the lefty Gilbert, CJ Cronin Coors at 47. Those would be two of my pay-up spots uh, if you're not going Valito on this slate. But looking to save, you got Connor Joe, first base outfit eligible at 44. He's always in play. Uh, Yuli Gurriel versus the lefty. I do respect Patrick Sandoval, though. I like Ty France a lot at $4,000. Dude's been crushing it right now, hitting nearly 300. His uh, quality of contact, I wrote him up also for the Rotoball article tonight. Um, massive, massive barrel and hard hit percentages. Looking really, really good at the dish. So $4,000 for Ty France against John Gray is something you could look at. And in years past, it wasn't like dramatic, dramatic splits, but righties hit John Gray quite well, quite well. It wasn't like a you have to play left-handed bats versus John Gray. Righties hit him just fine. So this could be a fun spot for Ty France at $4,000. Uh, below 4K, though, you know, you got uh, Seth Beer in tournaments is very live at 3400 bucks versus Joanna Don. Uh, that's a very good uh, tournament value in his scenario. But here we go, Braves, baby. Here we go, Braves. I will definitely 100% have a Braves stack on Tuesday night. Matt Olson is $3,400. 3400 It gets better when we go to other positions too, folks. I'm just telling you. 3400 for Matt Olson against Walker Bueller, who... Again, he hasn't gotten crushed, but he's given up a ton of contact and not going deep into ball games. And this as A's team, they even got to Kershaw in the fourth and fifth inning and made this ball game. Like Ozzy Albies went deep. Talked about that on the show last night. Uh Guillermo Heredia took him deep. Like this Braves team, we know how good they can be. It's kind of been a slow start. And maybe Bueller carves them up. But when you can get a team that we know could legit put up 10 runs on any given night, it's good stuff. So Matt Olson at 34. Is there Luke Voigt is a very good value. It's been a quiet start to the year for Luke Voigt. Only hitting a buck seventy-six, but uh, he's got a couple monster sixteen and ten. He's got three double digit DK point games in his last ten games. So when he goes, he goes. Makes him a great tournament play at thirty-three, especially facing the lefty San Martin, who's been getting crushed this season. So Voigt's another nice value there at thirty-three hundred bucks. And I'm curious to see what the Braves ownership looks like. When you hear some more of these prices, it gets fun. But there's lots of value. I mentioned Olsen. You got um, Luke Voigt. Hunter Dozier's only 2900 bucks. He's first base outfit eligible. Crushing baseballs. Big fan of Dozier tonight. Rowdy Telez go right back to that well versus Brubaker at 2900 bucks. Brubaker's just hot garbage right now. So you can go that route. In a tournament, also, Miguel Sano is only 2500 bucks. So there's a ridiculous amount of value at the position. Really good tournament value, too. Like, cash-wise, I'd probably lean... I'm tempted to say Matt Olson, but I'd probably go like Rowdy Thales at 2900 bucks and just play him in cash if you want to punt the position. 
but there's a lot of dudes down here, 3,400 bucks and below that you can really save some money in, 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 at first base and in tournaments and still be very, very, have a lot of, a lot of uh, leverage at the position. Second base position, uh, you can go to Brandon Lau if you want, but give me some Trevor Story at 54 versus Kikuchi. It just feels, it feels like we're getting a Trevor Story night against Kikuchi, who's been so bad. So I could be totally wrong because Story's had a rough go of it too. But it's one of those nights where you can save money at, at pitching and other positions. No one's going to roster Trevor Story. They really aren't. They're going to roster they, – they'd rather want roster with Merrifield at 51, who I like. Or go down cheaper like Gene Segura at forty six and Coors. No one's rostering Trevor Story tonight at fifty four hundred bucks. Nobody. So it he might go over, but it's one of those you can get a low owned story that has that double dong potential in that great, great juicy, juicy matchup for Kikuchi. So it's just one of those things that um, kind of the gut feeling on that one could be totally wrong. Could have had some bad, uh, bad bean burritos or something, but we'll see how that goes. But again, Gene Segura is forty six. If you want some Coors action on the cheap, you can look that direction. You got Cronenworth versus Sam Martin. I don't hate the lefty-lefty there because Cronenworth can hit lefties, but also if the San Diego stack goes off, Sam Martin won't be long for the game. So keep that in mind. Colton Wong at 41 is a, is a nice piece of the Milwaukee stack if you're going that direction. And then cheaper plays, again, we got some cheapies here, folks. Jorge Polanco is only $3,600 versus Carlos Hernandez. Jorge Polanco went deep on Monday. He's had a slow go to the season. I get it, but... 36 is silly. And what else is silly is Ozzie Albies is 3,600 bucks for Walker Bueller. Now, Polanco's got the much better matchup than Ozzie Albies. But let's be real. Both these guys are phenomenal values at the position. You play Albies if you're stacking up the Braves. If you just want, like, a, like I play Polanco in cash at 3,600. I think I'd say just ridiculous price tag for what you got going on there. If you want to go cheaper, if, which you probably don't need to, Sheldon Noyce, second base, third base, had a nice day on Monday night. I watched a lot of that A's game as I was typing up some articles here. And, uh, he had a couple knocks, a couple opposite way knocks. So good good on him, uh, 3100 bucks if you're looking for some value at the second base position. Um, other than that, though, nothing too crazy. It's pretty much Polanco and uh, Albies where you're just like, hmm, that ain't right. Third base position for you on this slate. Devers, I believe, has an eight or nine game hitting streak going at 5,800 bucks. Again, most won't roster him against Kikuchi. They'll look to go elsewhere. So the Boston Red Sox could be a nice, nice, low owned, expensive stack where you're hoping that the Braves are a low owned, cheap stack. So you can almost combine the two and have a, such a massive ceiling. It'd be redonkulous. But uh, we'll see how that pans out as you build on Tuesday. But uh, some cheaper options. Uh, Patrick Wisdom went deep on Monday. You know he's a GPP play most times. I don't roster him very much. I'd rather have Manny Machado at 4600 bucks for San Martin. Uh, Machado went deep on Monday, and he has had an amazing start to this season. So Machado at 46 I, I, I like to jump all over that if we can. Uh, some cheaper ones, McMahon and Coors at 43 That's uh, That's fine. And Dandy, Matt Chapman at 38 if you need to go there. Don't mind it at all. Um, but other than that, it's a weird position. Like Bobby Wood Jr. at 29, always great value. You guys know the drill on that one. Still too cheap for what he can and will eventually do. So keep him in mind. And then if you are stacking Minnesota, the Twins cleanup hitter, Gio Yershela, is only $2,100. Like he's hitting almost 300 on the year. It's been kind of slow go of late. But 2100 for a cleanup hitter in a stack is pretty interesting stuff, folks. So Twins... Right, it was massively too cheap on this slate. Shortstop position, Trey Turner, fifty nine hundo is a, is a really good spot. There was free. He's starting to wake up. It seems like he went, he went deep on Saturday or Sunday. He had a big RBI double on Monday. 
Trey's doing his thing. He's just not stealing. He's hitting third in the lineup, so that's kind of a bummer. But uh, good tournament play at 59 hundo. Uh, Xander's 5K if you're doing the whole stack. Gimme there with Boston. That's interesting. Willie Adamas at 47 for your brew crew action. Like that a lot uh, if you're stacking the crew. Um, otherwise, you're, you're probably still paying up. This is the tradition at shortstop because the value has just not been there at the shortstop position this year. Jorge Mateo would be the value at 26 hundo. Um, for Baltimore going up against Cole Irvin, Mateo had a double on Monday. The dude had, I guess, three steals on the season. So he's been very fantasy relevant because of his price point and his upside. So 2,600 is what you can do there. If Alan Trejo makes the lineup for Colorado, he did not play on Monday. He's 2,500 and a nice value as well. But Mateo and Trejo would be who I'm looking at on this one. And um, if anybody else pops up, we'll, we'll take a look later on. But maybe the only other guy I will mention is Andrew Velasquez of the Angels, $2,100. He's been getting a lot of playing time at shortstop for the Halos. He's hit safely in uh, three of his last five ball games with five or more DK points in four of those five ball games, 18 DK points two games ago. So if you want to look at a punt at Velasquez at 2100 bucks, he's in play for you as well. So some punts at the shortstop if you need it. Probably wouldn't go below Mateo, but you got a couple options if you need it. Outfield, lock and loads. Soto, sure, 1600 bucks, awesome. You got Harper, Casty, Schwarber, and Coors against Freeland. Casty versus left, he's always just amazing fun. So keep him in mind as well. But um, you can get different with like Suzuki, Martinez, Otani. No one's going to play them. Jordan double donged on um, on Monday. So there's definitely options up here to differentiate, but it's hard to pass up on the Phillies. And honestly, I'd almost just pay straight up for one Soto to be different. Like no one's going to go that high with two Phillies and Coors right below them. So that's an intriguing option. Or you just say it because there's so many options as you slide on down a little set. Christian Yelich went Grand Slam City on Monday. He's 4800 bucks versus Cole Irvin. Uh, that's got some appeal. Eventually, Jesse Winker's going to wake up if you're feeling tournament giddy. He's 4600 Connor Joe and Coors is 44 We can get behind that for sure. But Ben Intendi, only 4300 bucks versus Kansas City. Good piece of the Kansas City stack. McCutcheon's only 43 from Milwaukee. He continues to rake this season, plus steel bases, which is really, really good to see for his fantasy upside. Like Alex Verdugo at 4,000, swinging a hot stick. Lourdes Gurriel at 4,000. You got Charlie Blackman went deep on Monday. He's only 39 in Coors. So a couple of nice little $3,900 and $4,000 options there at the outfield position. And then when you go below 4K, you, know, you got T- Tony Kemp if you're stacking the A's at 36. Uh, Taylor Ward, Joe Adele, watch the lineups there, but good matchups versus Framber uh, and for tournaments only because Framber, respect the man. Uh, Seth Brown at 34 if you're stacking your A's, another value, but. Like Monday night, the the A's were kind of like the good, good value where you have Braves and Twins tonight. So the A's are just taking like third fiddle to the value, which might mean play them more because if they go off, it'll go off at like 2% ownership. But that's more, I think, if you're doing big field tournaments, if you're doing small field tournaments, you don't have to get as cute in those scenarios. Uh, Jared Kalinix, 3300 bucks. Looks like he might be hitting well. Two of the last four games, hitting the ball really strong. So let's hope that keeps going. You're going to get him cheap right now at 3300 bucks for his John Gray, Julio Rodriguez as well at 32. I think I'd rather Kalinic right now the way they're swinging it, but I think Julio's the better ball player. We'll just have to see how that plays out. You got Randall Gritchick and Coors at 31. He hit third on Monday when with Chris Bryant getting the day off. I think if Bryant's back, you see Gritchick slide down the batting order, so keep an eye on that one. Manny Margot loves facing lefties. He's 3K versus Justin Steele. If you want that value, I'm like I'm not in love with it, but it's, it's some pretty sweet value if you want to go to some Manny, but... Um, Max Kepler's 2,900 versus Hernandez if you're stacking the Twins. 
Hunter Dozier talks about him already. 2,100 bucks. Love that price point for Hunter Dozier. Um, Trey, uh, Trey Mancini. So I was looking at this because he's first base outfit eligible. He's 2,800 bucks. You look at his numbers, hitting 235, you know, 613 OPS. It's not pretty. But you look at the underlying metrics, his barrel rates, his hard hit rates, his X stats are through the roof. So eventually Trey Boo Boo is going to get crack a lacking at 2,800 bucks. That's a price tag worth potentially finding out if it's a Trey Boo Boo night because Cole Irvin does get smacked around by right-handed pitch, right-handed hitting from time to time. So if you're looking for like a, a GPP value, Trey Mancini at 2800 bucks, a pretty strong GPP value in this one. Might not happen tomorrow, might not happen Wednesday, but it's coming for Trey. It really is. He's going to have a, one of these streaks coming up here. And right now he's 2800 bucks. so enjoy that while you can in a really cushy matchup versus Cole Irvin. Other cheapies, Marcelo Zuna's 2700 bucks versus Bueller. Uh, Tommy Pham's 26. He went deep on Monday. I like Musgrove quite a bit, though, so you got to be really desperate to get to – like I'd rather give Mancini at 28 a chance over Pham. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, lots of options. Christian Pache, if you're stacking Oakland's 2,400. Eddie Rosario's had a rough start to the season. He's 2,300 versus Bueller. So tons of plays down. Nick Gordon's 2,100 bucks for Minnesota. So lots of ways to go, as we discussed on this one. Let's recap pitching real quick. On this 11-game slate reminder, if you're playing FanDuel, it's only 10 games because DK has Arizona Washington game two on this schedule. Pitching-wise, there's three guys over 10K. I'm just focusing on Corbin Burns at 10-5. Again, I told you I really narrowed down the pitcher's pool. If, say, on Tuesday we see different ownerships or some lineups come out that are, are interesting, which we saw on Monday, we'll see a lot, then I might change my tune to certain things. But right now, Corbin Burns at 10-5 is the guy I want big time at paying up. Joe Musgrove is phenomenal value at 8,600 bucks. Again, on Fandley's 11K, highest price pitcher. Makes it a little more difficult. But on DK at 86, like I'm going to make Burns Musgrove lineups as much as possible. And if they don't pitch well, so be it. So be it. But I think those two are a great one to punch. If you do need value, though, Kyle Gibson and Cole Irvin is who I'd go with because I told you Cole Irvin, 33% K rate for the Baltimore Orioles versus lefties. We saw what Nestor Cortez just did to them for 12Ks. Cole Irvin's not Nestor Cortez, but that's still a pretty nice spot to be in. Uh, if you are stacking things up on this slate, though, I think Boston versus Kikuchi could be quite interesting with um, all the value on this slate and people wanting to pay for pitching. You might not get um, a lot of people paying up for Boston, so that's a fun spot there for Boston versus Kikuchi. I love a, a Milwaukee stack against um, Brubaker. Brubaker's been dog, dog, god-awful. So the Brewers stack is nice. Casey, Minnesota, I'll have the game stack there. I think Minnesota's got more appeal for me going up against Carlos Hernandez, but both teams, lots of pitch to contact there. So Casey, Minnesota is one I definitely like in a game stack. And then for the other ones, you got Coors Field, of course. Phenomenal look there. I prefer Philadelphia over Colorado, but both really good spots. Love San Diego versus San Martin, especially Machado. Machado's one of my favorite plays on the slate. I like him a ton. And if you want to go Oakland, you can against Ellis. And then the Braves versus Bueller is my contrarian stack. Uh, you can almost game stack that game because Freed's been rough. But I like, like you got to respect both pitchers. And I think picking one to target's the way to go. So I'll talk, our target, I will target the more expensive pitcher in Walker Bueller. That'll be my my game plan on that one. But uh, we'll see what happens. Again, I'm usually a three max player, so I can't stack them all. But we'll wait and see. I love that game stack with um, with Minnesota KC. Really like the Milwaukee stack. Love me some Machado with some Padres sprinkled in. Um, there, there's, there's a ton of ways to go. And one other one I was forgetting. Boston's the sneaky expensive one. Because if anybody's paying up, they're probably paying up for Coors. So that can be a fun one against Kikuchi. And one more I'll mention is if 
you think Robbie Ray is broken. Like his first two starts were in cold weather, so I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but the walks are up quite a bit and the velocity is bad. Talked about that on last bench with Bubba with Ryan Bloomfield, Bubba in the Bloom, episode four. It was rough. If you think he is broken, the Rangers is a phenomenal stack. So like I like to keep mine simple because I three max it. So it's like I want some twins and and Royals. I want some brew crew, maybe a little Padres. Um, give me a little bit of Boston, maybe a splash of Coors, kind of mix and match two to three man stacks or something. We'll see how the lineups look and how that dictates. But if I am putting together like a 20 max or something, I'm having a Texas stack or two. I'm having some Braves. I'm having some Dodgers. I'm having a little bit of both. Like I'm going to mix and match some of those stacks in, in the in the big, big tournaments. That's one thing I'll do. So we'll see how it looks. But for now, we're going to wrap things up there, folks. Again, you can find me on Twitter at BDentric if you have any questions or come join us in the free Fantasy Degens Discord. Just ask and I'll send you the invite. Slide it into your DMs for you. Lots of fun stuff there. If you can give this podcast a rate and review on iTunes, I truly would appreciate it. If you prefer to watch the podcast on YouTube, it's on the Fantasy Degens YouTube channel. Uh, go check that out. Get subscribed. Get the old thumbs up. And you can catch all my podcasts there. Bench with Bubba, MLB DFS Quick Hits, always pressing PGA DFS podcast on all your listening platforms as well as the Fantasy DJ's YouTube channel. All right, everybody. That'll do it. Another Quick Hits in the books. Hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Be back with you guys on Wednesday with some more baseball action. But for now, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, April 19th edition. I'm out. Yeah.